see what we can find. It's a big deal. Letters in red. Letters in red. We're looking at the words of Jesus. We know, well, I hope you know, that all the Bible is the Word of God. From Genesis to Revelation. Amen? From right in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Right there, all the way through Revelation 22. Amen? But... I've always been, or at least for 20 years, I've been intrigued with the words of Jesus. I mean, if, if everything would have been written, the Bible says the libraries of the world couldn't contain it. But we have what we have. Those letters in red. Jesus on this earth, speaking, interacting, talking to his disciples, training crazy fishermen. How important must his words be? Amen? So that's what I've been doing. And uh, we're going to finish this series today. But I'll still be coming back to it from time to time, looking at more words of Jesus. Amen? But today we're going to close out this little series before we enter into messages on Easter and uh, Passion Season. What Jesus thinks about what? Say it with me. One more time. What Jesus thinks about what? Let's look at it. Amen? Y'all ready? Yes or no? This ain't one of those you're going to sleep on me. Got it? Yes or no? Okay? told a young man, 15 years old, that son, you won't sleep on me. If you sleep on me, your parents know you're doing drugs, okay? You understand what I'm saying to you? You understand that? All right. You just think about that. Think about it as you start nodding a little bit. I'm sorry, guys. He's going to be forever scarred. We can never, ever go back to hear that man again. He's cursed me. Here we go. Come on. Let's go. Look at that boy with the little crown on his head. Back it up. Look at that little fellow with that. Oh, look at him. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. How pathetic. Amen. Come on. What Jesus thinks about self-righteousness. First of all, if you're going to learn about self-righteousness, we need to know what the word righteous means or righteousness. Righteous, the word, this is straight from Webster's Dictionary. You can get you one and look it up yourself. Here it is. It means virtuous, blameless, Justified, worthy. Amen? That's what the word righteous means. So, if we put self in front of righteous, it's self-virtue. Okay? Look at me. I put some virtue in myself. Self-blameless. Look, look, look. I make me blameless. How you doing with that? Self-justified. I justify myself. Y'all listening or not? Worthy. I'm worthy because of who? Myself. How's that working for you this morning? Yes or no? That's what it means. Being self-righteous is when I see myself and say this. I just did it, but I'm going to do it again. I see myself and I say, Self, you are virtuous. Emphasis on self. Self, you are blameless. Emphasis on self. Self, you are justified. Emphasis on self. Self, you are worthy. Emphasis on who? Self. I know me. Do you know you? The Bible says the heart's desperately wicked. Who could know it? But what I do know about me, I don't like enough to make me righteous. Amen? Amen? I'm telling you. There's not enough here for me to be a righteous person. I'm going to tell you that right now. So, self-righteousness is me declaring myself what? I declare myself what? Come on, church, where y'all at? Help me. I declare myself what? You know the word justified in the Bible? The word justified in the Bible is God declaring us righteous. 
That's the word justified. We are made righteous through the blood of Christ. You understand that? Yes or no? Our righteousness, fill in the blank if you know it, our righteousness is as blank. Filthy rags. Amen? So the best we can do when we make ourselves righteous, I tell you what, you can say it to the cows come home end of the day, you're still dirty. You're still filthy. doesn't matter who you say, what you say, how you impress, whatever. Only God can declare us righteous. He is the ultimate judge. You hear me, yes or no? Only He can declare somebody not guilty. You're not the judge of the planet. I ain't the judge of the planet. But we act like we are sometimes. Yes or no? So I'm interested not so much in what Gary thinks on this subject, but on what God says, but what Jesus Christ Himself says. Only God can declare me righteous. Okay? God sees my what? Come on. God sees my what? God is holy, I am not. Say that with me. God is... I am... Can we do it one more time? God is... I am... And you can sit here and argue with me and say, I'm be holy like He's holy. I know you're supposed to be holy like He is holy. But you ain't. Not on this planet. Now, we're declared righteous. The Bible even says we're seated in the heavenlies. Amen? Our names have been written in the Lamb's Book of Life. But you still have something called flesh on your bones. And you still got a mind. You got some problems. And I got some problems. Okay? Only God can declare ourselves righteous. Only He can do that, not us. So what does Jesus think about this subject? Okay? It reminds me of a song. You know, there's a lot of songs like, oh, 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 you know, oh, 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 oh. It's just not hard to remember. Oh, 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 oh. Can you do that with me? Oh, 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 oh. Oh, 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 oh. There's four O's one more time. Oh, 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 oh. You all right, son? First note, first note. This was an easy outline for me to come up with. This is easy. Self-righteousness. And isn't it something? Right out of the gate when Jesus is talking, He starts with the what? Oh, 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 oh. He starts with the offering. It's something how we think we can buy God. Or we can live like a fool, come to church on Sunday morning, pop something in a plate and think, oh, yes, I'm giving to Jesus. We're crazy people. The offering. Let's look at what Jesus said about the offering. This is Jesus' words. Jesus speaking. Therefore, if you bring your gift or offering to the altar, and you remember that your brother has ought against you. Ought. He has a reason against you because you've been you've, you've wronged him. Leave your gift or your offering before the altar. Go your way. First be reconciled to your brother. And then come and offer your what? Gift. Agree with thine adversary quickly while thou art in the way with him, lest at any time the adversary deliver you to the judge. And the judge deliver you to the officer. And then you be cast into prison. Verily I say unto thee, thou shalt by no means come out thence till thou hast paid the uttermost farthing. What in the world is all this about? Jesus starts out with self-righteousness looking at the offering. That's just some words that I've written. Say that with me. Money is what? 
what we use it for. We use it to buy things. We have to have it. It's what we do. Money is power. It certainly impresses people. Money impresses people. You can say, I ain't impressed with money. You are. We have to fight it. It impresses people. What people have, their accomplishments, their houses, their boats, their cars, their bank accounts, whatever. We are impressed by it. Satan knows it. Okay? So surely God must be impressed too. You think He is? Yes or no? Gold in heaven is asphalt. That's all it is in heaven. The streets are paved with it. It's asphalt. Don't you think of that? It's something you walk on in heaven. But we just give our life for it down here. Self-righteousness. We see green, but God sees the heart. Say that with me. We see, but God sees the... One more time. We see, but God sees the... How are you on this subject? The offering. How are you doing? That's a toughie. This is Jesus. Righteousness and holiness cannot be bought, guys. Yes or no? It can't be bought. We say here at Fellowship Church, if you can't give cheerfully, then what? Wonder why I say that. Because I don't want us to be a bunch of self-righteous people here. You hear me? Yes or no? We've got enough problems without creating that problem here. I appreciate your giving. But I'm not going to kowtow to you. You hear me? Yes or no? You're not going to be different to me because you give more than somebody else. Oh, he'll be impressed with me. I'm impressed with you because God made you in His image and in His likeness. I'm impressed with you because you matter and you have value. I'm impressed with you because, you know, you're a human being. Okay, you come to Fellowship Church, I'm glad you're here. But because you give X number of dollars or whatever, I, I'm going to fight being impressed with that. Are y'all hearing me? Yes or no? Is that ugly of me? Yes or no? You think that's ugly of me? It is what it is, okay? And guess who gets all the credit for anything that gets done here at Fellowship Church? Guess who gets all the credit? God gets all the credit. Can we thank Him for that? Come on. You get all the credit. All the credit. Listen, you can be dead as a hammer. Then whose stuff is that stuff you got going to be? Yes or no? You dead, Fred. Or whatever. Then what? Then whose stuff is that going to be? Think like that. Guys, fight this hard. Would you fight that? Yes or no? Would you, would you fight that in your spirit? I want to give because... I love it. I want to give because God's blessed me. I want to give because I live in America where we're free, where we can go out and have a job, man. How about that? Yes or no? Amen? Where I can work hard and I can bought something. I can buy a house. Or I can have a retirement. Wow! I want to give because God has blessed me. Is that a different attitude, yes or no? You see how God's in all that? Amen? So, number one, the offering. Okay? So it's a matter of the heart. It's a God thing. It's a God thing. It's not a Gary thing. When I'm able to give, it's a God thing. It's not a Gary thing. Look at what Gary did. Gary did. Gary can't do much. Gary's really good at going to hell. I'm really good at sinning. I'm very good at being selfish. My mama used to tell me, you greedy. Oh, I'm very good at that. 
So when it comes to getting I'm going to tell you something right now. It's definitely a God thing and not a Gary thing. Y'all hear me, yes or no? Let's don't get hooked up on and hung up on this mess right here. This is crazy. What how many churches have been screwed up totally because of offering and giving and money and, and crap like that, I call it? Yes or no? Say. You know any? Yes or no? It just steals our joy here. It would steal our joy, wouldn't it? Can you imagine me riding up to this parking lot in this building every Sunday? And feeling like some man did it. I get up there and pray in that truck with the guys. and I, I used to never pray with my eyes open. It's just the way it was. But occasionally now I'll sneak. When I'm out there praying in the truck, because I'm looking at the grounds, I'm looking at that building, I'm looking even at people coming sometimes as I'm praying out there. And wow, look what God did. Amen? So much better way to live your life. Look at what God did than look at what Gary did. Yes or no? Amen. Think about it. An offering is a gift to God, guys. That's what it is. It's a gift to God. An offering is often a great sacrifice. It's something, it's a sweet smell to the Lord when we give an offering. It smells good, unless you give it with a self-righteous heart. Then it stinks. Can you imagine giving something and just squirting stink fumes into God's nose? <laughs> but you're down here thinking, I smell so good. And God's going, man, wow, whoop, man. Excuse me. Amen. Come on, I know I'm odd. But did you get the drift, yes or no? You can't leave here saying, I didn't understand what he said. An offering should always be given to show our what? Believe it or not, that's why I want to do that office on the corner out there at Spinnaker and 776. I want it also to be a place where we're showing our gratitude to what the Lord has done. And people walk in that place and I can say, this is done debt-free for the glory of God. Why? Why'd you do that, Pastor? Well, because you matter when they come in to see me. And often they'll ask me, I want to give you something. I need to pay for your counseling time. I said, no, you don't. This is what I do for a living. It's already been paid for. Amen? Things are taken care of here because we can love on them. Yes or no? Amen? The Bible says, of no man anything but to what? Love it. Amen? So, the offering is given in appreciation for what God has given us. Guys, keep that in, in mind. This is what Jesus is talking about. Above all, it's given to Jesus Christ in what? Love, 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 love. And I hate to say it. I mean, I, I guess the offering is a touchy subject. You hardly ever hear me talk about it. Correct? But it's funny. Even as I talk about it, there's like this calm and quiet over the audience. Like I've hit a nerve or something. I don't know why that is. Aren't you glad you have something to give? That's what the Bible says. Wouldn't you rather be somebody that can have something to give than somebody who's so poor you can't, you can't give two pennies? It's all perspective, guys, isn't it? Yes or no? I've been blessed. I can give. Or wait a minute. I could have nothing. <laughs> I couldn't give anything. I'd choose that one. Only crazy person would choose that. Come on. Get your head straight on this. In conjunction with the offering, though, Jesus goes on and He mentions the offended brother. He mentions the offended brother when He's talking about the offering. Keep looking, keep looking, keep looking. Why? First John says, How can we say we love God whom we haven't seen and yet we hate our brother? 
He says if you bring your offering and you've got aught in your heart against your brother, you leave your offering and you go, get, you go make it right with your brother. He says that right in this passage. He uses that word aught. There it is. If you remember that your brother has aught against you, he has reason to have something against you because you've wronged him. But you ain't made it right. We've done evil or wrong against our brother. He mentions this when it comes to the offering. Jesus wasn't saying leave your offering if someone doesn't like you or thinks ill of you. You'd never get it if that's the case. Yes or no? Amen. Come on. That's what he's talking about. I'm not saying you're going to be loved by everybody. But that's our goal is to love on people and to have a good relationship with people. But, but if you know you've wronged somebody, if you've sinned against somebody, probably more often than not is somebody in your family. Amen? Say. Or somebody you spend T-I-M-E with. Time. I don't know if you're like me. The more time I spend with somebody, the better chance I've got of saying something ugly. But we give that offering. We're going to try to you know, give to the Lord. But wait a minute. He says, you know what? That money doesn't matter near as much as that person you've offended. I love people, God says. Remember, that's just stuff asphalt up here in heaven. You need it down there to get make things happen. But people live forever. He's specific, okay? When we've sinned against somebody, we've, we've offended somebody, okay? What should I do when I've offended and sinned against a brother or a sister? What should I do? It's in this passage, so I want to hit it real quick. What should you do? Here, I'm bringing my offering to church. I'm feeling good about myself. But look, I'm giving an offering but you shouldn't feel good because you've got an offended brother out there that you've hurt. You ought to deal with that. Why are we trying to come over here with God when we've got this brother situation going on? Okay, I know not every situation is as easy as pie, but let's see what you can do about it to correct it. First of all, realize this has not only caused a rift between you and your brother, but also between you and who? God. That's number one. Number two, go to your brother and ask for what? Can we say it again? Oh, it's quiet in here. Let's ask for what? Forgiveness. And look at this one. Agree with him that you've offended him. Don't argue with him. I'm going to go and fix it and argue. Sound like me. Don't go, and ask, don't go ask for forgiveness and argue with somebody. That's craziness. Let's get it right, guys. Third, how do I do this? Say it with me. Do this what? Don't let stuff mount up, guys. If you've got a situation, go deal with it. Why? Because it affects your offering. It affects your relationship with God. I need to deal with this right away. Jesus hooks this right with the offering and self-righteousness. Say that with me. Right away is always the what? How many found that to be true, yes or no? God says don't let the sun go down on your, on your what? On your wrath. Amen? Good rule of thumb as a couple, don't go to bed angry. Amen? Yes or no? We'll just sleep on it. It's going to get worse. Deal with stuff. Fourth, remember, delaying is always going to make matters what? So Jesus hooks this offended brother kind of thing to the offering to point out our self-righteousness. We think we can have a right relationship with God because we're giving an offering. Yet we've got an offended brother who was made in the image of God, and that's not right, so somehow we think we can do this and be right. And God says, you're full of yourself. 
you're not justified, it's not right. Yes or no? Amen? Are we cool on it? Yes or no? I told you this wasn't going to be pleasant this morning. Let's go on. Oh, 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 oh. Now, here's another one. Self-righteousness. Uh-oh. The other woman. This is rough. I'm glad this is Jesus. You've heard that it was said by them of old time. He's talking about the Pharisees and the religious leaders. And he's certainly talking about the Ten Commandments here. Number seven, thou shalt not do what? Commit adultery. But I say unto you that whosoever looks on a woman to lust after her has committed adultery with her already in his wife. Heart, but we're going to dive into this a little deeper here real quick. Here we go. If you're, no, don't, 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 miss, don't miss this. If your right eye offend you, pluck it out. Boy, if everybody that lusted plucked their eyeballs out, there would be a lot of one-eyed people. from you. It's more profitable for you that one of your members perish and not that your whole body should be cast into hell. If your right hand offend you, cut it off. Cast it from thee for it's more profitable for you that one of your members should perish and not your whole body be cast into hell. Wow, this is tough, Jesus. Jesus was very meek and mild and just, he was meek, but meek don't mean weak. It means strength under control. He could choke you, but he didn't. That's what meekness means. I can choke you, but I choose not to. Amen? Does this sound like anybody weak? And he's talking to the people, the Pharisees, that are doing this very thing. He's right in their audience. No wonder they wanted to kill him. It's been said, now watch this, whosoever shall put away his wife, let him give her a writing of divorcement. This is a... This is something the Pharisees came up with to cover their sin. I will write you a letter of divorcement to cover up my lust and my affair that I'm having. So I'm going to get rid of the wife of my youth to make it look like I'm all good. Yet did I lose you on that? Yes or no? But I say unto you that whosoever shall put away his wife, saving set with me for the cause of what? Fornication. Adultery. Causes her to commit adultery. You put away a wife just because you feel like it so you can have your cake and eat it too? You're not only causing yourself to sin, but you're causing her to go out there and do something she never intended on doing. Yes or no? And whosoever shall marry her that's divorced commits adultery, but keep it in context here. Okay? A lot of churches have used that, say if you get divorced and you get remarried, you're committing adultery. That's bull because you're not reading the passage correctly. Okay, if somebody has committed fornication back in the day of when this was written, the person who was like me, for example, hate to say it, but just for example, somebody committed adultery, that person that committed adultery on me would have been dead by sundown. And I wouldn't have been divorced. I would have been a widower. You see how that works or not? Don't judge people who are divorced. Did you hear me? Say that, Fellowship Church. Don't judge people who have been divorced. Isn't that what this whole message is about? Not being self-righteous? Yes or no? But there's something deeper going on here. God says you shall not commit adultery. Buddy, I'm telling you, that's the message of this whole thing right there. Don't commit adultery. And now let's see what he was saying. 
Many in Jesus' day were using the law of divorcement to cover their sins. These Pharisees, call it what you want to, they were using the letter of divorcement so they could cheat. And they were writing that, that good woman at home who was being faithful to them. They were having their little flings and would write a letter of divorce. But I divorce, matter of fact, in that culture, they could say, I divorce you, I divorce you, I divorce you. And that woman was done. And they could go away self-righteous, look like nothing was wrong. Y'all hear me? Amen. Jesus said that when you look at a woman to lust after her, you've committed adultery in your heart. I want to touch that just a minute. What does that mean? Okay? We can see the matter here is a little deeper than meets the eye. Guys, I'm not trying to justify myself here, but if this is saying, if you look at a woman, and you, you look at a woman and you're like, whoa, if that means you're lusting, I think this means a little something more than that. Okay? I call that sort of normal. I hate to tell you that. Maybe you say, well, you shouldn't say that, Pastor. Well, maybe I should. Judge me. Go ahead. I think it's a little deeper than that. I just don't think Jesus was writing stuff like that, just off the fly like that. It meant something more. Why? Keep looking. Religious leaders, they were always male, always male in that culture. There was no such thing as a religious leading woman, okay? Except when Jesus came along and he started utilizing the different women, remember? But that certainly was against the grain. They were not just looking, say it with me, but these religious leaders were seriously what? Lusting. How do you know, Clark? Because verse 29, Jesus said it would be better that your eye get plucked out. That's some serious lusting right there. When God says, you know what? You'd be better to pluck your eyeballs out. That's some serious lusting going on right there. We also see verse 30 speaks of the right hand. He talks about the eye and he talks about the hand. This intimates the hand intimates authority, judgment, contractual agreements, or even speaks of what? Don't lose this. Well, if you look at a woman, you've committed adultery. You're as bad as I am. People use that all the time to justify their sin. I'm not saying do this, but it might be a good rule of thumb. If you do look, don't touch. <laughs> but I'd rather you didn't look. Excuse me. I would. I would rather that. But I'm just talking honest here, guys. I'm being honest. Right, John? Why'd, you, why'd I point at you, right? Because <laughs> I'm getting all the looks up here, buddy. Somebody's got to help me. Yes or no, fellas? Amen? Come on. Listen, there's something deeper going on here. They were justifying themselves, I believe, sexually involved with women, having affairs, giving their wife a letter of divorcement, and Jesus Christ said, you are stinking pathetic. You are not righteous at all. Did y'all hear that message this morning? That's the point here. Let's don't lose that. Whatever the case, Jesus said it would be better to lose your hand than for the whole body to be plunged into hell. Okay? There's no place for a Christian to screw around. Did we understand that plain English? Yes or no? No place for the Christian to do that. Yes or no? Yes or no? I've had them come to my office, not very many, and try to tell me that God was leading them in this path. And I'll, it's all I can do to not throw them through the window. 
we, the mind will tell you all kinds of things, won't it, church? Yes or no? It will justify, listen. And so obviously the best, the best rule of thumb is uh, catch yourself. Don't, don't, if you do look, you look away and you keep, you walk away. Amen, yes or no? Come on, you quit your job if you have to. Quit your job if you have to. The little sweet thing down the hall, you can't keep your eyes off her, sir. Quit your job. How about that? Yes or no? Yes or no? Does your family matter or not? Does that woman matter at home or not? Quit your job. Well, I can't quit my job. Well, then go to hell. I mean, that's what he said, didn't he? Did he say that or did I say it? He said it, didn't he? Yes or no? Oh, it's ugly today. Sorry. Roger's ducking back there. (laughs) He's like, will you go ahead and finish? (laughs) Going by the quote, religious rulers giving the wife a written letter of divorcement to accomplish the goal of fulfilling lust and adultery did not impress Jesus, guys. He's not impressed with this. I took a lot of time on this point today. I know I did. The other points are out there. We'll have to do them real quick. The point's the same. It's a matter of the what? God's not impressed with the offering. He's not impressed with you having an offense against a brother. He's not at all impressed against you having an offense against your family. The offering is down the line. They matter more than that offering. You leave your offering and go get right. God did not give us laws and rules to live by to be manipulated to cover up our sin. He didn't give us rules that we need to live by so that we can use them to manipulate others or even cover our sin. Did that make sense? That doesn't work. He wants us to be holy. Jesus thinks self-righteousness and hypocrisy is what? It stinks, guys. I know this tough talk. Keep looking. Go, 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 go. The oath. So the offering, the other woman, the oath. Oh, oh, oh. Again, you've heard that it's been said of them of old time, you shall not forswear yourself, but you shall perform unto the Lord your oath. But I say unto you, say it with me, swear not at all, neither by heaven, for it's God's throne, nor by the earth, because that's his footstool, neither by Jerusalem, for it's the city of the great king, and that's what they would do. Neither shall you swear by your head, because you can't make one hair white or black, and trust me, I've worked at this, it don't work. Let your communication say this with me, yay, yay, nay, nay. Whatsoever is more than these comes of evil. Amen? That's God's plan. Self-righteousness. Jesus says the law says perform our oaths. Perform your oath. Perform your word. Perform your word. Perform your word. Yes or no? But I'm going to come to church, but I'm lying like a dog to somebody, not keeping my word. Is that self-righteousness? Yes or no? Sure it is. Jesus said you should not swear at all. Now this is me talking. Here I go. This statement seems to be contradictory. He says, keep your oath, but don't swear. Don't make these oaths, but if you've made one, keep it. What's that talking about? The self-righteous, listen to me, here's my right answer. I want you to hear me. The self-righteous use oaths and swearing to God or swearing on a stack of Bibles or swearing on Mama's grave We do that for one reason, to impress and convince the audience of the seriousness of our oath and our intention. 
Did you get that, yes or no? You don't really have to tell somebody, I swear to God! I swear I'm stuck in Bibles! I swear on Mama's grave! Wouldn't it be nice that when you said yes, they knew it was yes, and when you said no, they knew it was no? Wouldn't that be a nice world, huh? Yes or no? Shouldn't that be us as followers of Christ? My yes means yes and my no means no. I don't have to jump up and down and try to impress you by the Bible thing and whatever. Yes or not? Everything else is self-righteous, guys. When we do this, stack of Bibles, Mama's grave, swear to God, it gives the idea I'm not lying. I'm telling the truth this time. Let's do a test. Come on, I know y'all don't like me for this. How many have done that? Let me see your hand. You've done that to impress somebody? Sure, 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 sure. That's the goal in our life is not to be self-righteous. We love our wife. We love our husband. Yes or no? We give an offering. We're not giving an offering. And we've got people out there that we've offended tar out of. When we give our word, our word is our word. Are y'all seeing a pattern here now? This is what Jesus is saying. Jesus said our yes ought to be yes and our no ought to be no. We should never what? Yeah, but. Self-righteous. We shouldn't have to emphasize, I'm telling the truth. Don't you want the kind of character that when you say something, others go, you know, I believe in Yes or no? That's the goal here. Our commitment to serve the Lord and live for Him ought to be all that's needed. I love Him. I don't want to offend Him, so I don't want to offend my brother. I love Him. I don't want to offend Him, so I don't want to offend my wife. I love him. I don't want to offend him, so I ain't going to lie to folk. You see how all that's coming together now, yes or no? Have I lost you? I got it. Yes is yes and no is no. We don't need to impress or justify ourselves by swearing. You are as good as your what? Do you remember that day when it used to be that way, yes or no? You didn't sign contracts many times, you just did a what? You know I still like doing deals like that. I love that. I love that. That's the way it ought to be. Last one, four things. Oh, 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 oh. The other cheek. This is all about self-righteousness. You've heard that it's been said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, but I say unto you that you resist not evil, but whosoever shall smite you on the cheek, the right cheek, turn to him the other. If a man will sue you at law or court and take away your coat, let him have your inner garment, your cloak as well. The idea is you've given him this, we'll go ahead and give him some more. If any man will sue thee at law, take away your coat, let him have your cloak. Whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with him how many? Two or more. Give to him that asks thee, from him that would borrow of thee, turn not away. You've heard that it's been said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say unto you, love your who? Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. Pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you. Wow! That you might be the children of your Father which is in heaven. Amen. Does God forgive you? Yes or no? You think He could ever look at you and say, boy, they sure have used me. Sure, sure He can say that about us. This is, this is some tough living right here. It's what we need to do. 
He makes the sun to rise on the evil and the good. He sends rain on the just and the unjust. For if you love them which love you, this is a great verse. Watch this. That's why I say in fellowship, we love Jesus, we love people. But it, we didn't put we love Jesus, we love church people. See how we didn't do that? We love Jesus and we love what? People. If they are people, we're going to love them. Okay? If you love them that which love you, what reward have you? Do not even the publicans or even... That idea is tax collectors and low-life losers. Don't they even do the same? They love those who they can get something out of. That is not what Christians do. If you salute your brethren only, only speak to Christian people, what do you more than others? Don't even the publicans live that way? Be therefore perfect. The word is mature. Even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. The word's also holy. Holy in our relationships with people. Have I lost you today? Have I wore you out today? Y'all need to go eat after this, don't you? Or drink. Drink something. Okay. Nothing shows what and who we really are in our heart better than when we are what? You want to find out what kind of Christian you are? You let somebody really do you wrong and hurt you. And you're going to see what you're made of. I do not like the hurt. But I sure do like knowing that when I am hurt, I'm not alone. And His Word is not a lie. It's true. And that I can respond in a way that I know is totally opposite of who I really am. But because of the grace of God, His Holy Spirit in me, I can forgive. And I know it ain't Gary because I want to choke him. Do you understand today? This is a beautiful thing. The law says an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, but Jesus says turn to what? But, 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 but. No buts about it. Turn the other cheek. He said love your enemies, bless them that curse you, that do, uh, do good to them, that hate you, pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you. You can't get plainer English than that. It's much easier and even seemingly justified. We're justified. We're self-righteous when we do what? That's the whole point. That's the whole point. Yeah, but you don't understand. And Jesus is looking with the hands outstretched. And he says, oh, let me tell you something. Oh, I understand. I understand you're wrong. That's what I understand. I understand you had the power, the power, the Holy Spirit, the living God. You had the truth of the Word of God, but you chose to be self-righteous. You chose to get righteousness yourself and judgment yourself and justice yourself. And so you're the judge and not me, I guess. You're God and I'm not. That's tough talking. Self-righteousness. Our close relationship and walk with the Lord can propel us to new heights of what? Let me do another quick test and we'll quit. How many have done it and you can't believe you did it? You forgave and you know you didn't want to, but the Holy Spirit, the living God, and God helped you to forgive somebody that really, really, really hurt you really bad. Can I see your hand? Let's just show that it's true. It can happen. <laughs> it can happen. Now, be honest with me. How many now hands go up? You did not want to do that. Let me see your hand. I did not want to do that. <sighs> Self-righteousness. It's a matter of the what? Can you remember them? The offering? The other woman? The oath? And the other cheek? You want to see if you're self-righteous? You spend time right there with Jesus. And i got a good feeling you'll figure it out or not. Amen? Come on. Let's praise the Lord for His Word this morning. We're done. Woo! That was rough. That was rough, son.
Let's go ahead and stand on our